Alright, uh, welcome to Taylor Rosas Reads. Uh, my name is Taylor Rosas. Now, today I'm going to be talking about Macbeth, and specifically all of the deaths that Macbeth himself is responsible for, um, and then how those deaths kind of have to do with his demise at the end of the book. So I'm really excited about this episode. I hope you enjoy it, and let's go ahead and get started. So, uh, Macbeth is kind of responsible for a lot of deaths. Um, I'm going to say six in total. <laughs> and those are just the ones that he did. He murdered. So I'm going to get right into it and talk about these deaths and kind of why they're important. So the first death I want to talk about is King Duncan. Now, Duncan was the king of Scotland and also Macbeth's cousin. And Duncan was making Macbeth a lord. Um, he was doing all of these really great things for Macbeth. But Macbeth ended up going to see a witch. Uh, three witches, I'm sorry, and they told him that he would become king. So rather than kind of wait it out for Duncan to die or maybe something happened to Malcolm, just rather than leave it up to fate, Macbeth decides, no, I'm going to take this into my own hands and I'm going to kill Duncan. So um, he and his wife, Lady Macbeth, host this, this party and have Duncan over. And, you know, when everybody goes to sleep, Macbeth kills Duncan. Now, we really see Macbeth struggling with this death a lot because it's really the first death that he is doing that is, um, you know, only really helping himself and not helping anybody else. Because we know that Macbeth is this big war hero, right? So, um, <laughs> he's normal. I mean, we know that he must have killed people before as a is this big war hero. But this is a death that is only really benefiting him. So... Um, that's, we really see this way on him, and I'm going to get into that a little bit more later. But the next death I want to talk about are the guards. So, Duncan's guards ended up being framed for his murder. And because of that, Macbeth was able to get away with it. So basically, Macbeth decided to get them super drunk with his wife, Lady Macbeth, and, you know, drug them a little bit. And then, they, um, you know, they passed out, and after Macbeth kills Duncan... He puts the dagger by them, he covers them in blood, and does all of these things. And so when they wake up, they're like, wait, what happened? And before they can, you know, make any sort of defense for themselves, Beth is like, no, I can't, I can't even look at this, this is terrible. Um, killing, you guys are dying right now. So he's able to kill them, and, you know, his secret goes to the grave um, with that. So that's how the guards died. Um, and also, want to talk about... Banquo, his best friend, who he ends up murdering. Um, so Banquo went to the three witches with Macbeth. And, you know, they're, they're talking to the witches. And the witches tell Banquo that he won't be king, but his children and, you know, his legacy is going to be king. And that's great news for him because he's going to have this great name for himself when he has all of these, you know, kings and people, um, you know, uh, being king after him. But obviously Macbeth doesn't like that. Because he's king. So how are, is Banquo's kids going to become king if he's king right now? And he can't have that. So he decides to kill Banquo and his unfleance. Um, and how he decides to do that is he hires some murderers to do it. And then they, they kill Banquo for him, but Fleance escapes. Um, and it's interesting because Banquo's murderers, there was originally only two, but a third ends up coming to actually do the deed. And... There's this theory that Macbeth is actually the third murderer and goes with the two that he hired to kill Banquo. Um, so I don't know, but I think that's a really interesting theory. And again, 
he is directly responsible because he hired them, but that, that would make him even more responsible because he actually did it. And then, of course, talking about Lady Macduff and Macduff's sons. So a big part of the play for me was when, you know, Macduff goes to Scotland and he's talking to Malcolm and he's like, we need to get Macbeth out of here. You know, he, he killed my whole family, basically. Um, and that's interesting because we really see Macbeth become a tyrant at this point. You know, he is killing to show that he has power. That's interesting because um, at the beginning of the play, he's really guilty about, you know, killing people. But at that point, you know, he's killing to make sure that nobody knows to cross him. So with that being said, those are six deaths that Macbeth is responsible for himself. Um, but there's one death that he's indirectly responsible for that I want to touch on, and that is... So the death I want to talk about that Macbeth is indirectly responsible for, in my opinion, is Lady Macbeth's death. So it's interesting because we see them switch roles <laughs> in, the, uh, in, in the play a lot. So, at the beginning, Macbeth is very um, guilty about, you know, killing Duncan and killing Banquo, specifically. You know, for Duncan, he sees this floating dagger, and he's having visions, and he's like, oh my god, what is happening? You know? Um, <laughs> and then, with um, Banquo, he's having a dinner party, and he sees the ghost of Banquo coming into his dinner party, and he's freaking out. But Lady Macbeth is kind of always has, like, this cool head on. She's like, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. We got this. Like, it's all going to be fine. But then as the story progresses, they switch roles. Um, and this largely has to do with, unfortunately, Macbeth leaving Lady Macbeth out of his plans. And she kind of um, goes a little bit crazy with that. But, you know, they have this really um, beautiful partnership at the beginning where they tell each other everything. And we don't see that in a lot of um, you know, plays and novels from this time period, because unfortunately women weren't really seen as equals, but they really do have this equal partnership. And unfortunately, as Macbeth starts to get more tyrannical, Lady Macbeth starts to get left out of the plans. And this really makes her go insane. I mean, she's sleepwalking, she's having visions, she's, she's having night terrors, she is going through it. Because the guilt is starting to eat up at her, and she can't really confide in the one person she normally could. And unfortunately, Lady Macbeth ends up taking her own life. Um, and that has a lot to do with Macbeth and how he um, reacted to the situation. So the big overarching question is, how do all of these deaths, you know, correspond with Macbeth's demise? And I want to talk about the idea of free will versus fate, you know. Um, with the witches, we see examples of free will and fate. Especially, fate-wise, with the quote, you know, Burnham Woods on its way to Dunsinane. Macbeth hears this the second time he speaks to the witches, and he's like, oh, great, I'm going to be this long-lasting monarch because the woods can't move. Like, this is perfect. Um, so, you know, that's fate, because eventually Malcolm's army does come through the woods and takes um, over Macbeth's, and, you know, we know how it ends. <laughs> but, you know, so we see that as fate. But... Macbeth took a lot of free will in his own actions because, you know, he's the one who decided to go and, and, and kill Duncan and kill Banquo and kill the guards and kill um, the Macduffs because he wanted to ensure that he would stay king for as long as possible rather than leaving it up to fate and waiting. He took free will into his own actions. And because of that, 
he died a lot earlier than I think he could have. I think, personally, if Macbeth had waited um, to become king, we saw the prophecies become true every single time, you know? So we can infer that if we waited for Macbeth to, um, you know, become king, he probably would have had a longer-lasting life. His wife probably would have had a longer-lasting wife. His best friend, his cousin, everybody would have lived longer. All of these deaths Macbeth is responsible for because he decided to go out and really go after what he wanted. Um, but I'm curious to see what everybody else has to think about that. So, with that, I'm going to leave this podcast right here. Um, I want to say thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any other questions or would just like to talk about the book with me, uh, go ahead and leave a comment that I can happily answer. So, I hope uh, you enjoyed this podcast. I hope it made you think. I hope you have some questions. I hope you're questioning anything you never thought. Because um, this was a really, really interesting book for me to read. So... With that, I'll see you guys next time, uh, where I'll be discussing Blindness by Jose Saramago, I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.